Thank him that together we have seen the end of Corona. Babala de Beja Kalene Brina Katolo de Boro Kotosketale de Brina Katalia Naha. Thank him that he is the Lord that healed us. He is the Lord our keeper. He is the Lord our preserver. Matali Kanaka Kalina Managa Galida. Bebrogadoza Kele de Brina Katolo de Boza Kele Namaha. He is the Lord our righteousness. He is the Lord our banner. He is our keeper, our shield and our buckler. Our glory and the lifter of our heads. Metoleda. Engele de boja kelene mangle de brona katele de baha. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we rejoice that we have the privilege to fellowship in the light again today with one another. And we thank you that our fellowship is in the light. We walk in the light even as you are in the light. And we rejoice that in the light there is no occasion of stumbling. And we rejoice that in the light we function from victory. We rejoice that in the light we win all the time. And thank you that even our gathering today is a sign of the victory that is already ours. So we give you praise and glory and honor. And as we study your word together this morning, we declare that light shines in our mind, understanding like never before. Revelation knowledge floods not only our hearts, but all those connected to this service online and on television and all the various platforms. We give you praise and glory for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our feet together. As we say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and all of you that are connected on all the various platforms, the social media community. I want to thank you, and I want us to do it like we have always done it. Help us share the video on all the groups on your page, create watch parties. Let's flood the whole earth with the truth of God's word this morning. And it's a joy to have everybody connected, all our campuses around the world. What a joy to have all of you in the service today. We celebrate you all. And I'd like you to grab a pen, a notebook, your Bible, and your sweet, smart self. You can be seated in the presence of God's word this morning. <clears throat> Hallelujah. It's still 60 days of glory, 2020, and today is the last day of 60 days of glory, 2020, and it's a joy to see everybody, everybody in church. Welcome back, everybody, to the service today. Um, we have gone through so much in the last uh, 60 days of teaching, 
We have looked at the legal and the vital work of salvation for over 35 hours of the legal and the vital work of salvation. We have established from the word of God that the legality of salvation is that God became a man to die on behalf of man and paid the penalty of sin for man eternally and provided salvation for man eternally. And all man is required to do is to believe in what Christ has done and all that Christ has done is credited to his account. And then we saw that the vitality of salvation is man believing to receive what Christ has already provided. Then we entered into the promises of God, Evangelia, where we began to talk about God made a promise. And the promise God made was self-fulfilling. Self-fulfilling. A promise that is not dependent on you or anybody. He himself will fulfill the promise. And all you've got to do is to believe. And once you believe, you get the blessedness of righteousness. And in the last few days, we began to examine citizens of a beloved country. Citizens of a beloved country. The book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. Let's get into it this morning. Hebrews chapter 1 verse number 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners speak in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. By the prophets. Take note of the word by the prophets. And we establish that in the Greek, they do not start statements with God. So in that verse, the God was added by translators. It's actually supposed to read, At sundry times and in diverse manners, the prophets spoke to the fathers. The prophets spoke to the fathers. Jesus gives credence to what I'm saying in Luke chapter 24, verse 25. Luke chapter 24, verse number 25. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets, all that the prophets have spoken. All that the prophets have spoken. So you see, it's the prophets who did the speaking. And you know, the word prophet in the Hebrew is the word nabi. Nabi means a spokesperson. Like we say, there is a spokesperson for the government of Akwaibom State. The spokesperson is like the minister or the commissioner of information. So the commissioner of information speaks on behalf of the state government. He speaks on behalf of the state government. And sometimes, some of the things he is saying may not be specifically what the governor told him. May just be what his office permits him to have the authority to speak to citizenry on behalf of the government. So the prophets, it's not everything that they said that was directly from the mouth of God. There are things they spoke by their office. There are things they spoke by their perception. There are things they spoke based on what they feel or thought or the environment. So that is why when you read the prophets, you must carefully read the prophets because whatever they said has to be rightly divided. How did Jesus divide what the prophets said? Look at the next verse. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures. And at the end of the day, the only thing that the prophet said that was from God were the things concerning himself. So the prophet spoke to the fathers, all right? Look at First Peter chapter 1 verse 10. Brother Peter also gives credence to what Jesus and the, the writer of Hebrews, you know, spoke about. Of which salvation the prophets, the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Next verse. 
Searching what? So the prophets in their prophecies were searching. Searching what? Or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified. So the spirit in the prophets was speaking about the sufferings of Christ and the glory that shall follow. So the only thing in the message of the prophets that was authentic from God was what they said concerning Christ. Anything they said concerning war was not authentic from God. Anything they said concerning destructions, when they spoke things like God give it and God take it away, it was not from God. When they said things that um, uh, God kill it and make it alive, it was not from God because the only thing they said that was authentic from God were the sufferings of Christ and the glory that you follow. And then Jesus is God who became a man, walked the face of the earth to defend the character of God. And when he came to the disciples, the only thing he expounded unto them were the things concerning himself. The things concerning himself. Now, I said that to say what I'm about to say now. So, the message of the Old Testament to us, when we study the Old Testament, will be salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse number 15. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse number 15. And that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise. The holy scriptures are able to make thee wise unto salvation. Through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. The Holy Scriptures, the Old Testament is what we refer to as the Holy Scriptures. That means Genesis to Malachi is the message of salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. No Old Testament hero. There's nobody in the Old Testament, whether hero or characters. There's none of them that the Scriptures instruct us to copy or to model after or to follow after. No character of the Old Testament is a hero to us. Not even one very good, not even one person. Because those Old Testament characters, even though they believed the promise of God and they were in faith and they were righteous, they were not, they were not really very good people. They were not really very good people. And God didn't use them because they were very good people. God used them because they believed in the message of the resurrection. They were not very good people. Please pay attention to that. Because it was not about them. It was about their faith in Christ. It was not about them. It was about their faith in Christ. That's why Hebrews chapter 11 summarizes each person's life as a life of faith. You know, it wasn't a life of works. It was a life of faith. Why? You find out that Moses did what they did and they were not destroyed. Same thing with David. Why? Because they had faith in Christ and they were declared righteous for it. So, faith in Christ was the distinguishing factor among the characters of the Old Testament. What we need to see in the Old Testament is faith in Christ or salvation. Through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And if you remember, I told you that the Old Testament must be explained. The Old Testament must be explained because Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. The word doctrine is the word explanation. 
is the word teaching or the word exposition. That is, the scriptures will only profit us, meaning Genesis to Malachi, when they are explained. The scriptures must be explained. You can't just carry the Old Testament hook, line, and sinker, because if you do, you may end up in idol worship. If you do, you may end up in occultism. If you do, you may end up in all kinds of things because all world religions, all world religions, including Islam, all of them have their roots in the Old Testament. All of them, including occultism. Have you heard about the five books of Moses or the seven books of Moses? They are all from the Old Testament. And the reason why cultism and, and all the different religions, Buddhism, you know, and, uh, and Islamism, the reason why, you know, they, 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 they got into their belief system was because they took the Old Testament without explanation. So since they did, it was not explained, they just took anything that looked nice to them, put it together and formed a religion out of it, or put it together and formed, you know, a, a cult out of it. And when you talk too much, they will, t- they will tell you it's from the Bible. And the reason is because when the Bible is not explained, anything can be arrived at as a conclusion. That is why the scriptures are only profitable when they are explained where? In the light of Christ. Jesus said in John chapter 5 verse 39 to the Jews of his day, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, for they are they which testify of me. So we have been looking at Abraham and his faith. Not Abraham and his works. Abraham and his faith. God dealt with Abraham because Abraham believed. There was no single person in the Old Testament who satisfied God on the basis of works. There was no one single person in the entire Old Testament who satisfied God on the basis of morality. There is not one single person in the Old Testament, beginning from Abel down to Malachi, who satisfied God based on conduct. So, God only dealt with them based on faith. Based on faith. In other words, their faith was what was reckoned to their account for righteousness. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. Abraham, when God called him, went out by faith. He obeyed. So Genesis 12 was where Abraham believed. God said, get thee out of your father's house to a land I will show you. He went out. He obeyed because he believed. He functioned in faith. Look at Romans chapter 4 verse number 3. Romans chapter 4 verse number 3. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God. And it was counted unto him for righteousness. Why was Abraham righteous? He believed God. He didn't say he did some good moral works. No, the man believed God and he was credited to his account for righteousness. You know, interestingly, Genesis 15 makes it appear as if it was in Genesis 15, Abraham believed God. But no, that was a wrong rendering of the account. Don't forget that the epistles explain the Old Testament. 
He didn't believe God for the first time in Genesis 15. He believed God for the first time in Genesis chapter 12. When he was called out and went out by faith. Now, a key fact is this. This is prophetic. Ishmael was a child of Abram. Abram. Ishmael was a child of Abram. Isaac was a child of Abraham. Are we in the building? Ishmael represents the flesh. Isaac represents the spirit. Don't forget, is the same person. Is the same Abraham that has Isaac and Ishmael. Which means Abraham first walked in the flesh before he walked in the spirit. Because Isaac and Ishmael were symbolic. They were symbolic. It was a figure of speech. Ishmael was a type of the flesh. Isaac, a type of the spirit. Ishmael is a type of works. Isaac, a type of faith. Abraham, all through, when he walked in the flesh, he was justified. You didn't hear that. When Abraham walked in the flesh, he was already justified. And walking in the flesh did not cancel the justification because you are justified once. You are justified once. Alright, so Ishmael is a type of the law. Isaac, a type of promise. So Paul begins to explain in Galatians chapter 4 verse 5 and 6. Paul explains walking in the spirit and walking in the flesh. And he used Abraham to start that discussion in Galatians chapter 4. Remember, it's the same person. The same Abraham with Ishmael. The same Abraham with Isaac. So, in Galatians chapter 4, brother Paul begins to bring out a very sound argument. That means, a man that believes in the gospel can walk in the flesh, but he is still justified. Why? Because he was justified not by works, but by faith. A man that believes in the gospel can walk by works, just like Abraham. Even though he is justified by faith... He can walk by walks. Now, Abraham was justified only once. He became righteous only once. But his walks did not exactly correspond with his faith all the time. So we can say that Abraham was growing up spiritually in a figure of speech. Abraham was growing up spiritually in a figure of speech or Abraham was experiencing spiritual growth. So we have faith and we have works and Abraham is growing up spiritually. So Ishmael is a product of his unbelief. So in his unbelief, his unbelief did not undo his righteousness. His unbelief did not undo his righteousness. That's very important. His unbelief did not undo his righteousness. He had Ishmael out of unbelief. Yet he still had a right standing with God. Look at Galatians chapter 4 verse 21. Let's look at the scriptures. Galatians chapter 4 verse 21. Tell me. 
You that desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? Do you not, this is brother Paul's sound argument. Do you not hear the law? Paul was very measured in explaining this aspect of Abraham. He is extremely measured. So, he starts by quoting the law. Ye that desire to do the law, do you not hear the law? What is the law saying? Look at verse 22. Verse 22 of Romans chapter, I mean Galatians chapter 4. For it is written, now he's quoting the law, that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. Where can you read this? You can't find it anywhere. You can't find it in Hebrews 11. Nobody quoted that in Hebrews 11. This is the only place in the New Testament where Ishmael is mentioned. And it was brother Abraham, I mean brother Paul, making reference. Because he is trying to reduce the law to its, you know, to infinity, to, to its, you know, minutest point. Because what does the law do? The law finds fault. The law finds fault. So the only place you will find that Abraham had two sons was in the law. Outside the law, Abraham only had only one son. So the only record of Abraham with two sons is in the law. Faith says he had only one. So Ishmael will stand as a product of Abraham's unbelief. Ishmael is a product of Abraham's unbelief. You know, um, brother Paul says faith didn't do that. Look at verse 22 to 24 of Galatians chapter 4. Please pay attention. For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. 23. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh. But he of the free woman was by promise. Which things are an allegory. That whole story is a figure of speech. Is a figure of speech. It's an allegory. Is a mode of communication. Put it up for me. Which things are an allegory? For these are the two covenants. The one from Mount Sinai, which gendered to bondage, which is Agar. Next verse. Next verse. For this Agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and answered to Jerusalem, which now is as in, is in bondage with her children. Now, please pay attention. He is using a figure of speech. Can you imagine? We are seeing two covenants even before Moses. You know? Because the law did not start with Moses. The law started with Abraham. Two covenants in Genesis. Even before Moses shows up. Two covenants. Alright? Now, look at verse 26 of that Galatians chapter 4. But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. This Jerusalem here is not the Jerusalem in Israel. This is a spiritual term. He's using a spiritual term. And it's important for you to know that when he says bondwoman, he is not talking about Muslims. Because sometimes you hear Christians say all these Muslims are Ishmaels. They are Ishmaelites. No. He's not talking about Muslims here. He's dealing with spirit and flesh. He's dealing with works and faith. 
All those who are still serving God by works are Ishmaelites. See, he's not talking to Muslims. He's talking to people who are approaching God on a legalistic standard. I can qualify. I will fast 200 days. I will. Not, those people are Ishmaelites because Ishmael is a product of the flesh. Ishmael is a work of the flesh. He's not talking about Muslims here. He's using spiritual terminology to communicate two covenants. One of promise and one of works. Please stay with me. So look at verse 27 now. Verse 27 of Galatians. For it is written, Rejoice, thou barren that bearest not, break forth and cry, thou that travelest not. For the desolate has many children, many more children, than she with heart, heart and husband. Next verse. Now we brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. Next verse. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. Even so it is now. You know, people that are worshipping God by legalism attack us that preach the righteousness of faith. They say we are giving people license to sin. They say we are making Christianity too simple. Uh -uh. How can a pastor be angry that we are making Christianity simple? Did he die for anybody? He didn't die for even a fly. The one who died said, my yoke is easy. And my body... Christianity must be made simple because somebody has died. Come unto me only that labor and are heavy laden. What will I do? Why is somebody angry that you are receiving the rest that somebody died to give you? They don't mind Abel. Abel is just preaching heresy. You know, when they don't have an explanation for doctrinal exegesis, they look for a cop-out. It's heretic. It's heresy. Ask them, where is the heresy? Then when they point it out, tell them, give me exegesis to support that that is heresy. They have nothing to say. They have nothing to say. You can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. Truth does not need support. Truth is a standalone. If you leave it today, you will come back to it after some times. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. You can't cover the truth for too long. One of these days it will bust out and find its way to the people for whom it belongs. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. For whom the Son, who is the truth, sets free, is free Indeed, I thought I would have a powerful amen. Is even so they that were born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit? Even so, it is now. Even so, it is now. And if they cannot fault your doctrine, they start insulting your person. They will leave doctrine and face your person. Very wicked spirit. Very, very wicked spirit. Look at the next verse. That Galatians chapter 4 verse 28. Look at it. Galatians 4 28. Who is on that computer? 
Now we brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. Next verse. Woo! But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit, even so it is now. Next verse now. But nevertheless, what saith the scripture? Cast out the bondwoman. Cast her out of your TV. Cast her out of your radio. Cast her out of your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, your YouTube. Cast her out. Cast out the bond woman and her son, for it is written. The son of the bond woman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. Are we still in the building? Cast her out of your songs. Cast her out of your songs. You didn't hear that. Cast her out of your sermons. Cast her out of your teachings. Cast out the bond woman. I have made you too small in my eyes. Cast out. <laughs> We're marching to Zion. Cast out. I haven't made you too small in my eyes. Draw me close to you. Cast out. How closer can you be to God than you are right now? If any man beware, how closer can that be? You are in him justified. He is in you glorified. Hallelujah. Alright, so cast out the bond woman. Bond woman is old covenant and her son. Now, Abraham sent Ishmael to go because that was figurative of casting out the bond woman and her son. Look at verse 31 of that same Galatians chapter 4. You will love that. Verse 31. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bond woman, but of the free. Then look at how he follows it up. Chapter 5 verse 1, which is the next. Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So Jerusalem is in Christ. We see in the same man, Abraham, what his self-effort produced and what faith produced. Abraham believed God. So let me ask you a question. Which one came first? Ishmael or Isaac? Isaac. Which one came first? New Testament or Old Testament? New Testament. Which one came first? Faith or works? Faith. Faith first. New Testament first. Isaac first. He believed and he was declared righteous. So even when he fumbled into works, the works did not derighteous him. Even in his failures, he was still righteous. He still had a right standing with God. God was still his defense. God was still his shield and his buckler, even in his failings. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So Abraham believed God in chapter 12 of Genesis. From the moment he believed God, he was made righteous. Today, from the moment you believe 
and accept the gospel of Christ, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. You don't grow into righteousness. Righteousness is not progressive. Righteousness is a state. The moment you believe, you're righteous. Whether you feel it or you don't feel it, it's not a feeling. It's a knowing. You don't live up to righteousness. You become righteous. Romans chapter 10 verse number 8. Romans chapter 10 verse number 8. But what saith it the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith, which we preach. Next verse, verse 9, you will love this. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God that raised him from the dead, believe in your heart, believe in your heart, believe in your heart, salvation happens in the heart. Look, look, look. It's not when people come out to the altar that they are saved. The moment they understand the message on their seat and they open up to their hearts to the message and receive the message, regeneration happens. It happens so fast, so fast, that you won't even know when it happens. You only discover that something happened. Ah, you just go, wow. Something has happened. I'm no more what I was. Something has changed. Look at verse 10. You will love it. Verse 10. For with the heart. Hello. With the heart. Man believeth unto what? How do you become righteous? With what? So where does righteousness happen? In the heart. Not in the emotions. You don't have to feel it. Just know it, that once you believe, it happens. You're righteous. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. The mouth only affirms what has already happened in the heart. The mouth only affirms what already happens in the heart. That's why somebody said to me, Dr. Damina, what about if somebody was confronted by somebody that wants to kill him for being a Christian? And the person asks him, Christian or, or non-Christian? And he says, non-Christian. Will he go to heaven if he dies? Fast. He will go to heaven quick, quick. That he said he's not a Christian doesn't mean he's not a Christian. In his heart, he's still a Christian. He only said it with his mouth to be free from that gunshot. And salvation is not with the mouth. Salvation is with the heart. The mouth only confirms what happens in the heart. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. And those people persecuting you don't know your heart. They only saw your mouth. Salvation is of the heart. However, because you had an opportunity to preach Christ, you turned it down, you lose reward for, for denying your status at that level. You lose reward, but you're still saved. Do you know what salvation is? Salvation is God entering a man and becoming that man's life. Salvation is God and man coming into a unity. That can never be separated forever. That's why it is called eternal life. That's why it is called ever. What is everlasting? 
Everlasting is everlasting. And you know, this, honey, you know these people that do all this, preach all those things that you can lose salvation. They are still the people that sing, it shall be permanent. It shall be permanent. What the Lord has done for me, it shall be permanent. So if it shall be permanent, why won't salvation be permanent? <laughs> they think it shall be permanent. Then they turn and say, you can lose what the Lord has done. Why are they talking from the two sides of their mouth? If it shall be permanent, then let's stay with it shall be permanent. Are we in the building? And they are the strongest proponents of you cannot divorce your wife. They are the strongest proponents. They will even tell you, even if you are dying in the marriage, die. Die inside. Don't divorce. Divorce is a sin. But then now, they now say that if you do bad, God will divorce you. So they are more faithful in keeping their marriage than God is faithful in keeping his own marriage. Do you see how worked their thinking is? Being confident of this very thing. That he who has begun this good work in you will be faithful to finish it. Somebody shout hallelujah. He's the savior. You're not the savior. He died. He did all. He saved you. So, in the Old Testament, Abraham and the rest, they believed once. How do you become righteous? By believing in your heart. By believing in your heart. And you can never be more righteous than you are from the first day you believed. So there's nothing like more love, more power, more of you in more love. Cast out the bondwoman. Say with me very loud, I am what the word says I am. I have what the word says I have. I am righteous without guilt, without sin, in God's presence. I didn't hear powerful, amen. That is how God treated Abraham from the moment he believed God. God called Abraham my friend. Abraham a friend of God. From the moment he believed. Why? You only believe once to righteousness. And Abraham believed. Look at Galatians 3 verse 8. Galatians chapter 3 verse number 8. And the scripture foreseeing that God will justify the hidden through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Whoa. How are you justified? Through faith. So, he became righteous. What is the meaning of righteous? Righteous means sins will not be imputed. Righteous means sins will not be imputed. Does it mean he will not sin? No. But it will not be recorded. He will sin, but he will not be held accountable. That's the meaning of righteous. It was after he was righteous that he had Ishmael. It was after he was righteous that he did a lot of things that were not right. Yet, he was still righteous. He sinned, but he was already declared righteous. The gospel declares you righteous. The gospel declares you righteous. 
Say with me very loud, the gospel of Christ has declared me righteous. I am righteous by faith. Now watch this. Look at Abraham's first trip in Genesis. Genesis 12, he goes and he finds himself in the house of Pharaoh. He is in Egypt in the land of Pharaoh. And he told his wife, a man that God has declared righteous on him, he told his wife, you know you are a very beautiful woman. You know you are very fair. You know you are very attractive. Where we are going now? If you tell them you are my wife, they will kill me. I mean, Abraham didn't need all that. He lied to them. Tell them you are my sister. Somebody said, was she not his sister? Leave that thing. He was lying. Because if it was just his sister, he wouldn't need to give her that long sermon. And she too could have said, are you sure there's no woman there? You are eyeing and you don't want them to know that I'm your wife. How am I sure? All this thing you are doing now. Maybe you have one person inside there. You don't want them to know that I'm your wife. Now you are trying to cover and just say, and you want me to be the one to say I am his sister. You think it was easy for Abraham to convince the wife to go in there and lie? It was a well-calculated, well-strategized lie. He had to convince her to lie. And she was convinced. They went in there and lied. <clears throat> You're not hearing something. <laughs> Look at Genesis 12, 11. <laughs> Genesis 12, 11. And it came to pass, when he was come near to enter into Egypt, that he said unto Sarai his wife, Behold now, I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Is it a new discovery? Next verse. <laughs> Therefore, it shall come to pass, when the Egyptians see thee, they shall say, this is his wife. And they will kill me. Do you want to be a widow? <laughs> they shall kill you. <laughs> but they will save you, because you are the one that is the point of attraction here. He's convincing her. He's walking on her mind. Next verse. Say, I pray thee. Say, when you enter. If you just say, are you his wife? I pray thee. I am his sister. <laughs> that it may be well with me for thy sake. Let my blood not be in your hand. And my soul shall live because of you. They have to convince her. Now. <sighs> he lied. You will think as they lied, God will get angry. Hey, Adam, Abraham, I changed my mind. I thought you were a good guy. Now I know you're a very bad boy. No, God didn't even notice it. God didn't even look at it. God didn't even consider it. God didn't even take it into account. God kept functioning like he has been functioning with him from the time he believed. That is why when the man wanted to take the wife in, God said, hey, stop that. Take her back. He's a prophet. Give him gifts. Once righteous. Say with me very loud. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I didn't hear a powerful amen. That's who you are. You have right standing with God. Don't let the devil molest you. Don't let the devil box into a corner and take away all that is yours in Christ. No. Resist the devil. Acknowledge every good thing that is in you. 
in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And you know, disaster came upon the house of Pharaoh. I didn't say God gave Pharaoh disaster. I didn't say it was God. But disaster came upon the house of Pharaoh. There was a plague because of Sarah. And Abraham had to pray. And the first healing ministry in the Bible was carried out by Abraham in the house of Pharaoh on the account of Sarah. And when he prayed, God healed. Even on top of a lie. Now that's not to say go and lie. Because the truth of the matter is when you awake to righteousness, when you awake to the reality of righteousness in Christ, you sin not. Are we in the building? Yeah. But that will not stop us from stating the facts. I'm bringing you revelation knowledge. Now, so Pharaoh came to Abraham and said, what is all this that you have done to me? You should have told me she's your wife. And he sent them away. God didn't come up in chapter 14 to say, uh, Abraham, you are a bad boy. The moment he met Melchizedek, you know what Melchizedek said to Abraham? Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God. Abraham, the possessor of the heavens and the earth. Melchizedek, who was a type of Jesus, blessed him. Hey, And Abraham took gifts and gave to him. He didn't give him gifts first. He blessed him first. There's nothing like sow seed so God can bless you. No. God has blessed you. You give in response to what God has done. God is not a contractor. He does not need mobilization before doing contract. He's a loving father. And while you are yet in sin, Christ died for you. He died for you while you are yet in sin. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. In chapter 13, we find Lot struggling. Lot, Abraham's, uh, Abraham's brother, struggling. When Lot left, God called Abraham. Lot has taken everything. God said, Abraham, don't worry yourself. But Lot and all, as far as your eyes can see, westward, southward, northward, eastward, just Shine your eye. Anything you can see, it has not left you. I promised you from the beginning that I will give you all of this. Even your mistakes has not cancelled the inheritance. As far as your eyes can see, I've given it to you. When Sodom and Gomorrah was about to be destroyed, it was depending on Abraham's prayer. Abraham did not pray well. He started the prayer, started the prayer, stopped it halfway. He didn't even ask for Lot. Honey, he didn't ask for Lot. It was God who said, I know that Lot, your man, is there. I will save him. Abraham didn't ask for Lot. If you find 50 righteous men, will you destroy the land? No. What about 35? No. What about 25? No. What about 10? No. Abraham said, let me go and eat breakfast. If he had said, what if you don't find anybody? God will have said, I will not. Because the salvation of Sodom and Gomorrah was dependent on Abraham's supplication. God already told him, as far as your eyes can see, I have given to you so their salvation is dependent on you. And he he pleaded to a point and stopped and left it. So God said, well, I know what to do. 
There's only one man there that believes me. His name is Lot. I will save him and his family. And the Bible says the day Lot and the family left, it rained fire. So Lot was the, the Lot was was a type of God keeping Sodom and Gomorrah. The absence of God is destruction. As long as God is inside, destruction will not happen. But when you reject God, God cannot stay by force. So when God withdraws, the absence, just like when light goes out, darkness comes. Am I communicating here? When life leaves, death enters. Death and life don't stay together. Death is the absence of life. Destruction is the absence of God. Somebody say, why did God destroy the world with water? Well, the world did not receive God. God was preached to them for 120 years. They rejected God. They were given an opportunity to enter the ark. They rejected the ark. So, after 120 years of waiting, nobody is bulging. God said, alright, Lord, you and your family and the animals enter the ark. They entered. And the Bible said, from the day the door was locked, rain began to fall because the absence of Noah was the absence of God because Noah was a type of God. So, wherever you see destruction is because God is absent. There is no destruction in God. There is no disaster in God. God is light. And in Him is no darkness at all. God is good. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above, from the Father of light, not the Father of darkness. Jesus in John 8, 44 said, You are of your father, the devil, and the works of your father you will do. Talking to the Jews, he said, Your father, the devil, was a murderer from the beginning. So who started killing from Genesis? Satan. Jesus exposed him. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you may have life and have it how much? More abundantly. Are you not glad that your God is a good God? Are you not glad that your God is a good God? Somebody, somebody gave me a copy of these that somebody wrote, you know, I think this was either on my birthday or something, and I wanted to read it for you to hear. The guy said, what really happened was, leave me alone. I was just tired. Tired of God. A true life story. Nobody could really explain this mysterious God with double standard. A terrorist who claims to be a loving father. Who is always looking for what you have done wrong this time so he can deal with you. Always finding fault. Who said he never changes but becomes a gentleman in the New Testament. Unlike the Old Testament where he loves blood. It's only blood that pleases him. It's either an animal blood or Jesus blood, but he has to drink blood like a Dracula. A God who will ask us mere mortals to do what he cannot, he cannot even do. And he promises everlasting punishment if you miss even half by mistake without confessing with tears. That's the God that has been preached in the church. And that is the God that many young people have rejected. That's why a lot of young people have gone into atheism because they, they can't, they can't factor this bipolar God. He's happy one minute, he's angry another minute. You can't rely on him. He is partial. Some people will do bad, he will scare them. Some will do bad, he will kill them. 
What kind of God is that? I don't want that kind of God. That's why a lot of young people don't care about God. They are not interested. And then we are bringing the true revelation of God. And people are angry. Why should they be angry? Are they working for Satan? That's why a lot of people are in church on Sunday morning. And Sunday night they are with native doctor. Because they can't reconcile this God. I will never serve a God that has double nature. Never. What kind of God? In the morning he's happy. In the afternoon he's angry. You don't know what makes him angry. You don't know what makes him happy. You don't know when he's happy. You don't know when he's sad. What kind of God is that with mood swings? No, I don't want that kind of God. And that's the God that has been presented to the church. Who kill it and make it alive. Who give it and take it. Who will do bad when he's happy and do good when he's not happy. You know that kind of God. The kind of God that will say, okay, take, take, take healing. Okay, you did bad. They said, bring it back. Take malaria. What kind of God is that? I don't want that kind of God. Do you want that kind of God? That's the God presented in many churches. When you hear them praying, fall and die, fall and die, fall and die. They are giving you the picture of a God that is the coordinator of Boko Haram. Character assassination. Mutilating God's character. And that helps some Christians and even pastors to kill wicked men. That I, a human being, with all my loveliness, will even show mercy to them. I, as a normal human being, some of the things that they say God is the one killing, if I was God, I will even be more merciful. I mean, this is somebody writing. His experiences before he encountered my teaching. This is somebody writing his experience. Why he was not interested in God. Why he was not interested in church. Why he didn't care about anything Bible and religion. Because he was tired of this Dracula God. Who is always having blood dripping from his mouth. I need blood. I need blood. Any kind of blood. The more the blood, the more the power. <laughs> this guy, this guy says, a God that will rubbish your entire life if you don't pay tight. <laughs> Just don't pay that tight. You will see something. <laughs> when I can even give more, but he's mad because of 10%. This is what this guy is writing. That, that destroys cities at his anger. And even makes mere men like Moses have to advise him. <laughs> have to advise him who claimed to be all-knowing. Whoa. That created man and regretted later. Had to collab with Satan himself to deal brutally with a just man called Job. <laughs> I will look for this guy. This guy has no trust. <laughs> then he said, and many more, and many more. So I asked myself, how is this God different from the devil? And for some time, I couldn't defend the being I was worshipping. The more I read the Old Testament, the more I saw him as a devil all by himself. I told myself that I was more merciful 
loving and tender hearted than this God. I will not have anything to do with him again unless if someone had a better thing to say about the beast I was seeing. It was in the midst of this he came by my teaching. And he began to hear God is good. God is life. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. God only has one character. God does not have two characters. And the thing was sweeting him and the scriptures were opening up. The scriptures were opening up and the God he thought he knew, he discovered for once that he was given a wrong image of a God that never exists. Now he's in love with Jesus. He said, I listen to your messages morning, afternoon, night, midnight, because it just makes me, I just can't stop loving God. Glory to God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He that spared not his son, but gave him up for us all. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things? You cannot ask him for fish and he gives you a snake. You cannot ask him for bread and he gives you a stone. If you that are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more I prophesy as your amen is coming like thunder. Whatever is yours, receive it now. Receive answers. Receive solution. Receive direction. Receive favor. Everything is working in your favor. If your amen is louder, receive, receive, receive. Stand with me. That's all I've got for you in this service. Glory to God. Somebody say, God is good all the time. Say, every good gift Every perfect gift coming from above. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Yeah, preacher says sometimes when you pray, God says yes. Other times God says no. And some other times God says that's not my God. That's not my God. You know what my God says? I'm talking about the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. He that asks it, receive it. He that seek it, find it. He that knock it, the door shall be open. Before you call, those things you are praying for, receive answers. Receive answers. Receive answers. Receive answers. Honey, you know what David said? Unto you that answered prayer, shall all flesh come. You know what James said? Oh, James says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask the giving God. What kind of God? The giving God. Who give it to all men? Did he say who give it to Christians? Who give it to all men? Liberally and upreaded not. That is, as long as your mind is not double. Your mind is single. You agree and believe that God only gives. That God only gives. You believe and agree that God only has one character. He said, it shall be given to you. He said, because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And let not that man think 
that he shall receive. He didn't say let him not think that God shall give. God has already given. But if his mind is double, it hinders his ability to receive. The problem is not with God giving. The problem is with man receiving. For you to receive, you must be single-hearted. You must believe in the single character of God. That God is good, good all the time. That's why in that James chapter 1, he now says, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above. From the Father of lights. With whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruit of his creature. Hallelujah. Are you excited about the goodness of God in this service? Glory. 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 God has your back. God has your future. God has your present. You are covered. You are kept. And no storm of life will be able to see the last of you. In the world you shall have tribulation. But, cheer up. I have overcome the world. Somebody is not shouting hallelujah. Lift your right hand and shout. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I have received unconditional righteousness. I am righteous. Always righteous. Will be always righteous. That is my state in Christ Jesus. Nothing changes it. I have unconditional righteousness. I didn't hear a powerful amen. amen. Father, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice this morning. Thank you for your precious word. Thank you for the opportunity to learn, to be equipped, the opportunity to grow in knowledge, grow in grace, and abound in the love of God. And Father, we rejoice for the privilege of being built up in the knowledge of the word this morning. I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice that the revelation of Jesus grows big on your inside until nothing else matters. We rebuke sickness. We rebuke disease. Satan, get your hands off in the name of Jesus. Sick bodies, be healed. Be healed. Anyone under the sound of my voice in need of a miracle, receive a miracle. Receive a miracle. Receive a miracle. In the name of Jesus. Father, we rejoice. Oh, we rejoice. We give you praise. And we thank you for the blessing that is in this building. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer, go ahead and celebrate and give God a great aim. Is that how you celebrate? Glory! Woo! Hallelujah! Somebody shout a great amen. Wow! You know, it's wonderful to have, wonderful to have every one of you in church this morning. I've been preaching here alone for, for one year. <laughs> I started preaching alone now since March. April? Was it April? Okay. April, May, June, July, August, September. Abba. Six months. No be joking. Well, so good to see everybody here this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah.
I said hallelujah. Are you excited this morning? Praise God. What a joy. Today is partnership Sunday and I'm saying this for the sake of the online community. You know, today is partnership and today we're receiving all the offerings and support to help us keep all the broadcasts going on. 60 Days of Glory finishes in the second service. You know, I will teach and then Mr. Michael Bush will join me. We will answer questions and all of that and wrap up the first phase of 60 Days of Glory. But tomorrow, 60 Days of Glory Extended begins. Okay, so tomorrow, 60 Days of Glory Extended. It begins and will be on all the radio stations. In the morning, 11 to 1, Aquaibom, Radio Aquaibom, 1 to 3, XLFM, 6 to 8, Comfort FM, 8 to 9, Inspiration FM. Every day. So we continue. Nothing stops. We have a mission to reintroduce Jesus to this generation. And Aquaibom is our Jerusalem. We will leave no stone unturned. Somebody is not saying a good amen. This message will enter every nook and cranny of Aquaba Seabomb State. Even animals will hear the gospel. Didn't they hear the gospel in the day of Noah? Animals entered the ark now. That is how much Noah preached. Only 120 years of preaching is not a joke. So we're going to push it everywhere, both on social media and everywhere. We're going to push the message out there. There are a number of things I know that people did not hear because the messages were coming heavy, 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 heavy. So we're going to make sure that people hear and understand the things we taught throughout the, the 60 days of glory. And then by October, we will come back again live with Mr. Michael Bush and continue answering questions and all of that. But you know, I, I, I consider this year to be the year of Jesus. It's the year of the gospel. It's the year of the gospel. The corona has worked for the gospel. Because there are many people that wouldn't have had the time to hear me teach. But Corona collected all their jobs. So they have to sit down and they have to look for something. And as they were flipping social media, they saw me teaching. They said, let me even wear hair and say. Then they stayed there and they are there till today. There are some that couldn't have listened to their radio. But because they have to be at home somehow, the thing got them there. So at the end of the day, coronavirus has, that was meant for evil has been turned around for good. I mean, people all over the world... In all over the world, every continent, every country of the world, this gospel entered in the course of this lockdown. You know, we were on social media four hours every day. Four hours. We were on Kingdom Life Network 24 hours. And then we had services going on, you know, and all of that going on. And everything was broadcasted everywhere around the world. You know, we even got into Middle East. We got terrestrial in Ghana. It's everywhere. No hiding place for the devil. And much more in Aquaibom. Four radio stations pushing the gospel. Seven hours of preaching. Even if the devil is deaf, even if he's deaf, he will hear and say, okay, I agree. Praise God. Are we blessed? And I want to thank everybody that keeps giving to support what we do. I want to thank all of you, seriously, because your giving helps to make it easy. You know, your giving, your support. There's no way this gospel can get out without money. Money helps us to get the gospel out. We do not give because we want something from God. We give because God has given us everything. And as responsible children of God, we give in response to what God has already done. So later in the service, in another few minutes, we'll be taking the partnership offerings. But I want to take your offerings right now. The offerings we give in response to the teaching of God's word, both online on you know all the various platforms. Those of you online, because we may sign off before partnership, 
you can go ahead and just send in your partnership. The banking details are on the screen. The banking details are on TV, on social media. And if you are watching in a location where there's no account that is relevant to your location, shoot a mail to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com with your location. We will send you an account that will be relevant for your location. So you can make your own givings. You can give all your offerings and support what we're doing. And also, I promised that today I was going to give out a free book to everybody. So even the online community, we're going to upload the book for you from tomorrow. And you can download it for free in any nation of the world where you are. You can get a downloaded free e-copies for everybody around the world. We're giving the book out as our, you know, as our gift to people so they can read and establish themselves in the truth that we have preached in the last 60 days. Amen. Lift up your offerings to heaven, everybody. Father, we thank you for the privilege of giving. We give in joy, we give with love, and we give with excitement. And we want to thank you for the opportunity we have today. And Father, we decree and declare right now that as we give, our offerings are a sweet smell. And we declare for everybody under the sound of my voice, your needs are met according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You lack nothing, you have everything supplied. Great grace is yours. Throughout this week, it will be testimonies. Favors are working on your behalf. Closed doors are open. Barriers are obstructed. In the name of Jesus, opportunities are releasing your direction. You know exactly what to do and you will do what you ought to do. More money is coming to you this week. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer says a powerful amen. I'd like you to find your way to the, you know, just before we find our way, those of you online and all the various platforms, we're going to sign you off, but we're going to come back live to you, five minutes to 11, GMT plus one, five minutes to 11, GMT plus one this morning, with the last part of the 60 days of glory. But we love you guys and looking forward to seeing all of you at five minutes to 11 this morning. Can we celebrate all the viewers around the world? Hallelujah. Praise God. Mm -hmm.